Coming up, today's guest is a friend of mine and more importantly, a successful indie app developer. You'll discover how decreasing his onboarding flow from seven to four screens led to an increase in conversions, why he picks round prices for yearly subscriptions, and how he's using Apple Search Ads Basic and Advanced to get incredible costs per installs. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want a simple way to earn more money and increase engagement? Theorem Reach makes it easy for you to add fun, rewarded surveys to your app. Learn more at theoremreach.com. Want to scale your ASO and Apple search ads? Well, check out appradar.com. Their clients include Tinder, Microsoft, iTranslate, and many more. Learn more at appradar.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to growing your app downloads and increasing your app sales. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest for you. You guys love these type of stories, and I love talking to people who are indie app developers, finding success in the app space, how they've been able to persist, how they're actually finding app ideas to develop, and what they did to find that success. Got a phenomenal guest for you. We've worked together in the past. We've got some amazing case studies. So I thank him so much for letting, him, letting me use him as a case study as well. But without further ado, his name is Murphy Brantley. He is an indie app developer. And I'll send you to his website. So if you want to check out all his apps, go to BrantleyMediaGroup.com or go search for Robot Call Blocker into your app stores. It's an app that we got to work together on and we saw some phenomenal success stories out of that. But Robot Call Blocker, great app, 33% lower than some of the competitors out there. And I am a paying subscriber as well. So without further ado, it's long-winded, but welcome to the show, Murph. Hey, Steve. It's uh, nice for you to have me here. You've gotten over, so you've worked on over 100 apps, huh? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been developing apps for the last 10 years, so I've, uh, I've worked on a ton of different apps. And how did you get started in the app space? Let's start there, Murph, and then I want to talk more about how do you come up with those ideas. Okay, yeah, so um, I got started in college. Uh, one of my electives was a learn how to make iPhone apps class. Um, and so I took the class. And at the end of the class, I thought, I'm going to make my own iPhone app. What was the and first one, so, you remember? Yeah, it was a pitch counter. It was called PitchStat. Um, so it was a pitch counter. It counts like strikes and balls for baseball. Mm -hmm. um, and so I made it and I put it on the app store. I actually put it in a entrepreneurship competition for the college. And I got second place, which nice. I thought was really cool. Um, yeah, and so that kind of kicked off um you know it was pretty easy to do so i thought hey i'm gonna make more of these apps did you have a coding background like that's why it was so uh, easy for you so not really i was actually like a really bad coder <laughs> um but uh i kind of taught myself and i had a, a mentor at the college his name was rodney pearson he was one of the professors and he you know really taught me a lot about how to make iphone apps and you know kind of pointed me in the right direction on what i needed to do yeah what was the biggest one? Um, so I, the biggest one is Robot Call Blocker. Well, I mean, uh, like, like, what was the biggest, you know, thing that he said, hey, when he pointed to you the wrong 
to the right direction? I guess it was really, you know, I knew nothing. So every single thing that he told me was a really big piece of information, you know, how to set up the app store, how to submit apps. Um, you know, back then just getting your provisioning profiles and whatnot was very difficult for me to figure out, uh, just to submit an app to the app store. Um, but yeah, you know, he also taught me how to write clean code and, you know, make sure that, you know, the user design and all that stuff, you know, he taught me a lot. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. So let's get into some of this. Like, did you like that after that app, were you able to, when did you start seeing success come in? Cause I think that was a success because you got second place and all, but I'm, was it making, was it generating any money for you? Um, yeah. So that's, that's a good point. So I've been developing apps for about 10 years and I spent eight years uh, making pretty much no money at all um, on my uh, personal apps. And so, um, you know, I kept making apps, I put them on the app store. They wouldn't really get any traction. The monetization was terrible. Um, you know, and so I think maybe about two years ago is really when they started to pick up and, you know, start doing well. And that was, you know, I, I came out with robot call blocker. Then I have a slideshow app. Um, that's really when I started making the ones that, that have really started to see some success. What made you scrap? Cause I'm assuming, cause I know a little bit about your backstory. What made you scrap the idea of being like, Hey, I'm Murph. I'm smart. I know how to come up with brilliant app ideas to then maybe like, let's see what's working in the app stores and then changing that mindset a little bit. Yeah. So I think that was, um, you know, I had talked to people that had seen success in the app store and that really helped me realize that it was possible. Mm. Um, because before I really talked to people that had seen success, I kind of thought, is this even possible to make money on the app store? And so, you know, I kind of learned from them, like one subscription apps do a lot better than having an app that you have to pay $2.99 just to download it. You know, no one wants to pay immediately before they even use the app. Um, you know, I think that was, you know, talking to people that do, um, you know, app development and have seen success and learning, you know, what are they doing monetization wise to make money off of their apps? Cause there's a lot of great app ideas out there. Yeah. So what were you doing? So what you, you met some people that found some success. So what steps did you take for the, so, for the audience in the similar same boat that you were in two years ago? Um, yeah. So what I did is, um, you know, for example, with my call blocker app, um, you know, I put it on the app store and I had a subscription on it and, you know, the block list was really small. Uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily as great of an app as in the day. And so it was kind of one of those situations where, um, you know, I put a feedback form so that I could have people that use the app tell me what features they want to see. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, got me putting extra things in the app, like blocking spam text messages and blocking, uh, you know, ads on Safari. Um, you know, I think getting that feedback and also, um, well, yeah, I mean, feedback was probably the most important thing, but also I think just testing, uh, AB testing literally everything in the app, you know, you want to AB test your monetization, you want to AB test your user experience, you want to AB test flows, um, design, you know, those types of things. You never really know what works best until you put numbers behind it. 
I like that, man. What made you come up with the robot call blocking app? Um, so I have a cell phone and <laughs> I get spam calls all the time. Um, you know, and I thought there's got to be an app that can do this. And, you know, sure enough, uh, there is. And I was like, well, I'm just going to build my own, mm. um, you know, and so it is. <laughs> okay. That's, a, that's awesome, man. I didn't know if it was like researching the app stores or anything like that, but it was just more like I have this personal need. Did you yeah. kind of do some so, like, market research to figure out like there is a need and that people are paying for this? Right. So I think um, I have done that on other apps. Um, I have a slideshow app where uh, one thing that I like to do is I constantly look at the app store on what's trending. You know, you go to the search tab and you check, you know, what apps are trending right now. And you look at the today tab and you're like, what apps are being featured? You know, because those are the apps that one, are very likely to be featured, you know, because they have been. And they're also the ones that are successful. They're seeing a lot of downloads, people are searching for them. Um, I even at one point started looking at Google friends to see you know what are people looking at on the internet is there an app <laughs> that develop that can cover you know what people are looking for on the internet you know i mean anything to spur an idea for for an app right that's hilarious google trends man i've tried that too and i'm just you go into this like weird and place. yeah and then this rabbit hole of yeah. <laughs> yeah totally hey one of the things that you talked about too and was A-B testing everything. So I know you just shared be with me before we hit record and share whatever you want to share, but like, what are some things that you were like, wow, I did this, this, and that worked really well. Yeah. So I just did something the other day where, um, in my call blocker app, uh, the onboarding flow was about seven screens long. And, um, I had a friend download it and, uh, she was going through the app and then just uh, closed the app and said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm done using it. And I was like, well, oh, okay, you, you didn't even get to the homepage. You know? and so you know, that made me think, this is obviously too long. Real users are dropping out of the app and probably canceling their subscriptions before they ever even use the app, right? So I, I took that seven screen onboarding process and cut it down to four screens. And I noticed a significant increase in subscriptions um and so you know I'm, th that was just a few days ago so i'm going to see how you know look at the numbers after about a week or two mm -hmm. and you'll see if that was you know a big impact yeah i love working with you because i don't think i've ever gone that deep into the numbers until we started working together and just like pulling all these numbers and making sure that we're doing it right so so much fun how did you know which screens to take out and did you just like did you just have the same words from the seven screens but you put it on four instead of the seven yeah so it was two things. Uh, I had tons of words on all seven screens and it was, you know, nobody reads that. So I took out a lot of those words and made it just like one sentence, like, please read this one sentence on the screen before you click continue. Um, right. And then uh, there were basically I just looked at the screens and said, what can I go without by the time you get to the home screen? You know, what is there anything that is not absolutely necessary? To set up the app and so you know that was there were two screens that weren't absolutely necessary and there was another that i just figured i could take out all together and be okay do you remember what those two screens said so um whenever you're going through the onboarding process you turn on call blocking mm -hmm. you turn on uh text message blocking and then you turn on the safari ad blocking and so really to start the app and block calls you just need to turn on call blocking 
So I took out the text message and the Safari ad blocker and I put it on the home screen like, hey, by the way, now that you're here, here's another thing you can go do. Here's another thing you can go do. Uh, I like that, man. Yeah. I like that. Okay. What else have you been A-B testing? Um, hmm. Um, I've been A-B testing uh, my pricing page. Um, I've, I've been A-B testing it literally nonstop for months. Um, and I think everyone should always test it because that's how you make money is the mm -hmm. pricing page. Um, you know, everything from testing the different trials, testing different prices, testing, you know, colors and design of the screen, um, verbiage of the pay button. You know, I mean, I think there's so many different ways for that screen to be successful and converted a higher rate. Yeah. You should constantly test to make sure it's performing at you know the highest level man one of the things that i did with another client was <clears throat> you know he had a pretty long pricing page and it was up top it said seven day free trial but the bot the button it didn't it just said like start trial or something or it said something else like continue or something right and i was like i didn't even know it came with the trial at all so i was just like i just said hey why don't you just move this seven day free trial closer to the button so that I know that I'm getting a seven day free trial. And just that little small change from moving that text from all the way top. So the top has that seven day free trial and the button has the button moving those two things closer together. He, he's like, Steve, that worked. That increased conversions. Yeah. And I was just doing the onboarding process. So these small little changes. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed on my payment screens, not only do I test the button that you press to actually pay, but I also put like a little small, you know, phrase or, you know, a couple words above and below the button. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it just adds a little extra information on to convince someone that, you know, this is a good idea to pay for this app. I know you, you and I were talking about this, but you try to find, so you won your like subscription based apps. That's the way to go. You try to find apps that actually you can charge like 20 to $30 per year for a subscription-based app. And that's sort of how you come up with different ideas for apps. Right, right. So, yeah, um, and, you know, I know there's very successful apps out there that have these ridiculous pricing pages where it costs $100 or $80 a year. Um, and, you know, that might work for some apps, but I feel like, um, you know, for me and the type of apps that I want to develop, it's, it's worked out a lot better to shoot for you know, $9.99 a year, $19.99 a year. And I've also tested and I've realized that um, whenever you have a price that's like $14.99, something about that four and something about that, uh, you know, like something that's not like a, I guess that perfect number of like $9.99, $19.99, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it just doesn't convert as well. So that's, I really try to stick to $9.99, $19.99, $29.99, those are the prices that I try to target for yearly subscriptions. You know, that's so interesting that you say that because I, I have another client that I was like, why do you have it 949 per year? Like, it just makes me feel funny. Like it, something yeah. just feels off, right? Like, like, why don't you just make it 999? Like, I don't think that 50 cents is like a huge trigger for me, but seeing that 49 is a huge trigger for me. Like, why is this 49? It just makes me uncomfortable to see. Yeah. It. Right. It's so weird. The psychology yeah. of it all. Okay, let's talk into some of the growth stuff. So, what do you do when you first launch the app? How are you getting more downloads for your apps? Yeah, so what I do is, you know, when I'm building an app, uh, 
I have no idea if it's going to be successful until I launch it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'll launch the app. Um, and a lot of times I'll do the pre, uh, you know, the pre-launch, you know, so or a pre-order so that, you know, you can get whenever you first launch, it downloads to people's devices and you have a bunch of users on the first day. Um, you know, so I like to do a pre-order for maybe about a month. Um, you know, it really depends on how long it takes me to put in those final touches. Um, you know, and so once it actually is live on the app store, um, I like to, if it's getting amazing organic growth, then I'll immediately jump into search ads and start pumping money into it. Right. Because, um, you know, it's obviously doing well, uh, you know, but if not, I like to put maybe $50 or $250, something around that range, um, into some search ads to drive growth towards it. Mm -hmm. Because that way, um, you know, you have to have users in order to test the things inside the app, like the monetization and, you know, A-B test things in the app. You know, and even if you're not getting a lot of downloads, you've got to have users in order to optimize it, right? So I like to do that. Uh, you know, it's a small investment to get people into the app, using the app, and, you know, kind of work things out to make them better. Um, and, you know, if, if I notice that I'm not getting organic growth, then, you know, the app's dead. I'm not going to put money into it. I see. Okay. Yeah. So you're like, it has to have organic growth. I'm willing to spend the 250, but if it's not going right. to get organic growth on its own, then I'm not going to waste my time on this. And, and you know, I, I have apps that I've noticed don't get a lot of organic growth. Um, and whenever I pay for the search ads, you know, they get lots of downloads. It's just, you know, maybe a niche app that people aren't searching for, but they don't know they want it until they see it on the ad and they're True. like, yeah, that's a great idea. True. I like that. Okay. The back to the pre-order phase, are you doing any advertising on the pre-order or are you just kind of letting Apple take its course during that pre-order phase? Apple take its course. Okay. Um, you know I mean? Maybe your app, let's say you release it and it's getting five downloads a day, right? Well, if you do that for a month, then you know, you're going to have a lot of users compared to if you just immediately released it. And now you have five users on your first day. Mm. You know, so it's, I, I mean, I, I've, I've always done the pre-order because, you know, I, I want to have users day one. Yeah. I like that idea. Okay. And I know some, some past clients have actually run some ads on pre-orders. Right. So you can do that too, if you wanted to, but yeah, they all count. And do, Hey Murph, do you know this? Like, does it, do you see those download numbers? I know they don't count until like you officially launch, but do you see some of the pre-order downloads that happen on a daily basis with an app store connect? Absolutely. You okay. can see an app store connect. So you know how well your pre-orders go. Okay. That's interesting. All right. With the search ad side, I like it. Are you doing basic advanced? What are you doing? Let's get granular. I'm doing, right I'm doing both of them. Um, so I've noticed that, uh, you know, I've just started running advanced search ads. Um, in the past month and you know i'm still optimizing my search ads so i am running basic at the same time um but you know i've noticed that whenever i run these at the same time i'm getting a lot of downloads very cheap on basic because i can set the cost for install and then i'm also getting a lot of downloads on advanced so it's kind of like killing two birds with one stone with basic what it i mean if you don't mind sharing the numbers, like what is the cost per install on basic and what is the cost per install in advance? So it varies drastically between apps. 
Um, you know, what I target is what's going to be profitable and it's different for every app. Um, but you know, I, I have some apps on basic that my cost per install is like 10 cents. Wow. Yeah. And, um, but also, you know, the revenue that I make per download is really low on those. You still Um, run the search ads though, even though. So, um, yeah, I'll still run the search ads, um, as long as it's going to be profitable. Wow. Okay. I like it. And so, um, you know, like, and for with, uh, you know, something that's maybe more expensive, you know, I'm not spending over a dollar and maybe 25 cents for any downloads. Mm -hmm. I like how you think about it too. You're like, you know, we're, we break it down with revenue per download and it's just like, now you get a sense of like, what's, what's my cost per download now? I know if I stay above that, as long as Apple's and above Apple's take, then I'll be okay with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's, you know, when you really think about it, it's almost common sense. It's whenever, you know, if you have an app that you make, you know, every download you make 90 cents on, Mm -hmm. well, you're spending 85 cents per download. You're making five cents on every download. So, you know, spend as much money as you possibly can on your search ads because every dollar you spend, you're making five cents. You know yeah. I mean? That's, that's just an example, but you know, that's, that's how it works. The event side of things, are you going after, like, what does that setup look like? Um, so the advanced search ads is much more complicated. So, um, you know, so I'm targeting, uh, I have two separate campaigns. One campaign is for the exact match on the keywords that I want to target. Mm-hmm. Um, and those users seem to be more um, or better users because, you know, those are the people that they're searching for an exact keyword. They know what they want when they get to the app store and see my ad, you know, they're going to download it because they want, you know, a call blocker. They want a slideshow app. Right. Um, and so I also do a broad match, but I set, you know, for, for the exact match, I'll put a much higher uh, cost per tap mm-hmm. because you know those people I'll probably end up getting revenue from, and then I'll do a more of a broad match where it's just you know the broad match will match you with all kinds of keywords. You got to go in there and pick negative keywords and take them out all the time, but I'll do the broad match and I'll set the cost per tap really low on that because it's less reliable on whether those users are going to turn into revenue. I don't know if you told me this, but somebody I was talking to, and we, we just set this up for one of our clients where we had one ad group that no keywords, just Apple search ads, you know, that little Apple will find keywords for you. So we had no keywords in there and we just said, all right, Apple, here it is. Go crazy on it. And I, like you, what you said, I put a lower cost per tap on that. Whereas the other ones where I know like these are the keywords I want to target. We have exact match and we're at higher cost per tap, but where we let Apple kind of figure out those keywords, we put a lower cost per tap. I wonder if that no was keywords in there because I, I recently had a meeting with someone from the Apple search ads. Okay, well, it must've been you then. What he told me to do. Yeah. Okay. must've been you. I, I did it. So I'm trying that out because I wasn't seeing any impressions for the ones I set up on exact match. I was like, what the hell? All right. I'll increase it a little bit more. And I went with Apple's recommended cost per tap. That was the funny thing. They told me 70 cents and I was like, okay, fine. But I'm like, these are pretty competitive keywords. And then after I set up Murph, they're like, Oh, the average cost per tap is like four dollars. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that's insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I never go with what Apple recommends when it comes to search ads um, because uh, they're making money off of that. So I'm assuming that you know I'm going to put it significantly lower. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, you know, I'll test it. And every day I'll go look at it and go, I'll move it a little bit, you know, and move things around. I just want to iterate to the audience that Murph was the one. So if you guys do do this, you got to like give him credit for that. The fact that he's running basic and advanced at the same time, like what did even the app, you talked to Apple, right? Murph. Right. Right. So I did, uh, I was on a meeting with the Apple search ads team and I told them that I was running basic and advanced at the same time to kind of double up on my downloads. And they were like, huh, that's a really good idea. We haven't heard of anyone doing that before. <laughs> like, yeah, well, uh, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Well, one of the things that you said, a tactic that's really working with for you is persistence and testing. Talk to me about the persistence side of things. So I guess it's, um, I've told you I've made uh, 100 apps. Yeah. So um, most of those failed miserably. Um, and I think that that's one of those things where uh, I do a lot of uh, consulting work with people that are doing startups and they think that their app's about to be the next million dollar app. I mean, you know, that's, that's literally the pitch line every time it's, hey, we have a million dollar app idea. I'm like, of course you do. Everyone does. Um, and, you know, and, and so they pump all this money into it and it fails and they probably never make another app in their life. And I think that's one of those persistence things where, you know, you're going to fail a lot before you start seeing success. Um, you know, I think especially in the app world, because there's so many apps, there's so much competition. Odds are your app probably isn't going to do well, you know, but if you keep at it and, you know, you have another idea, you put it on the app store, um, you know, eventually you'll start seeing success. You know, that's what I, I did. You know, like I said earlier, I've been developing apps for 10 years. I didn't see success for the first eight. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that story. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, wrong hole. The, the, pitch, the pitch counter app, why, why that? Why baseball? I know your, your dad's uh, a major league, former major league baseball yeah. player. So, uh, yeah, my dad uh, used to be a professional baseball player. And so um, I guess naturally uh, baseball was something I thought of whenever I thought of making an app right um and so uh you know i just thought this is really easy you press buttons it increases labels you know and so uh you know that's kind of where that idea came from that's cool man how was that growing up um i mean it was incredible we traveled all over the place and got to go to all the games been to a lot of stadiums all the dugouts too like you've been to yeah. stadiums i've been to stadiums no you've really been to stadiums yeah. though the dugout the locker room all of it as a as a kid, I, I like baseball is my favorite sport. Not so much these days, but like it was just, I just loved it. And I remember my first experience at Candlestick and I was like, cause my dad never took me to any game. So my cousin took me, but I was just like, I remember that first time being there and I was like, whoa, this is amazing. So just to be on the field and in the dugouts it has to be one level cooler, Murph. I was like, whoa, this is, cause once I got into the dugout, I was like, whoa, this is even cooler. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a really cool experience. You know, not everyone gets to do that. Yeah, that's cool, man. How's that? Has that affected you in any way in the way you look at life or business just growing up with a, oh. yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, he, he didn't grow up, uh, you know, with a lot of money, maybe, you know, I mean, they went poor, but they, you know, they did well, but you know, it was kind of seeing him make this, you know, great name for himself. Uh, anybody can do it if they work hard enough, you know? Um, 
you know, one day you'll see me out there on the outskirts and be like, whoa, this is a Murphy Brantley hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, he was, I know, when, I think when you first told me that, I was like, yeah, I know him. He was like a closer for the Giants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how I knew. I was like, yeah, of course. Growing up, like Kevin Mitchell back in the days, probably. Uh, that's so cool, man. Well, congrats on all your success, man. And I'm so happy that we got to work together. We're actually, right before we hit record, I was like, hey, Murph, I want to try this other A-B test with you on this pricing thing. And so hopefully we'll come up with new ideas. And I just thank you so much because I want to take this opportunity because having working with you, like, I know we kind of just worked on ASO and I was like, can we do some pricing tests? Cause I want to get really focused on it. And the fact is you're so willing, you're kind of like you super fast, the fact that you're a developer. So we were able to analyze all these tests and have all this knowledge mainly because of you, because you let me kind of like run with it too. So I want to thank you, man. It's been really awesome working with you. Well, absolutely. I'll thank you as well because uh, you know, you've helped me see a lot of success in the app store. And uh, I love testing all this stuff. You know, I'm learning a lot, you know, testing all these different strategies and, you know, it's great. That's why I'm a big believer in community. Look, Murph, I've learned a ton from Murph, this whole Apple search ad strategy, the way that he thinks about pricing, all this other things. And I'm, it's just like, we're all one man shows in a way, one person shows. And so with this community, we're, we're all able to share and hopefully learn together and hopefully grow together too. All right, Murph. So let me hit the big finish with you. What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Um, oh, gosh. I think maybe that, uh, you know, I think I mentioned it before, but maybe that my app idea isn't the best app idea in the world. You know, because I, you know, I made a lot of apps that I thought were about to be this amazing app. Everyone's going to love it. And uh, that didn't turn out to be the case most of the time. Well, my favorite app is the robot call blocker, but what is your, what's another app that you think we should all check out too? So um, I'm, it's a very popular app and it's the credit karma app. Yeah. And the reason why is, uh, you know, I don't know if you've used it, but it has an incredible user experience. Um, you know, I think that it's so easy to use. It's very straightforward. Every step is obvious. And I think they have really good monetization strategies in there that, you know, that it's informative and fun to go look at. And then you're like, oh, I'm about to pay for something. Hold on. <laughs> you know, um, you know it's, it's a great app. All right. I'm going to check it out just for the UI side of things. There's one app that I'm checking out too that I'm going to create a video on called Alarm, Alarmy. And it's an alarm clock app. But uh, essentially, I think they've done a really good job too of having mixing alarm clock with games and stuff. It's like, well, it's pretty, pretty, pretty clever the way they've done it. Yeah. Sweet brother. All right. Well, the app that you guys should go check out and go download and see what Murph and I might be A-B testing is called Robot Call Blocker. Just search for Robot Call Blocker. You'll see it in the app store. It's a black icon with the big old R in there. If you want to check out Murph's website, go to brantleymediagroup.com. If you want to get an autograph from his dad, well, then go to brantleymediagroup.com as well. Murph, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else? Um, you know, you're welcome to, uh, you know, add me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Murphy Brantley, or you can look me up on any social media. Uh, my social media tag on everything is just Murphy Brantley. So awesome. yeah. Well, thanks for being a cool dude. Thanks for coming on sharing your knowledge with us. And yeah, I really appreciate it. This was such a great conversation.
All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you all for listening. See you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.